knockoffs, copycats, imitators. They all share one thing in common. They always pale in comparison next to the true original, just like the stylish and versatile Lexus RX, the crossover that paved the way for others. And it's still the best for one simple reason. Nothing else is as good as the original. Click the banner to discover more. Experience amazing at your Lexus dealer. You like jazz. Your passenger likes country. You settle on blues. This is the only kind of compromise you can expect inside a Lexus hybrid vehicle. That's because a Lexus hybrid is designed to go beyond compromise. Go far without having to recharge. Go fast with a formidable gasoline electric powertrain. Go with all the luxury of a Lexus. So, if you ever find yourself compromising in a Lexus hybrid, it won't be our fault. Click the banner to discover more. Lexus. Experience amazing. All Hit Radio. Welcome to the X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Welcome to the Exxon, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell, and we're coming to you live and around the world on the Talk Star Radio Network, America Talk Network, Rogers Media International, RRTV, VRRR, and Media for International Law Enforcement Officers everywhere. And of course, our mother network is the Talk Star Radio Network. one 877 is toll-free, or 1-800-610-7035. Email exxon at talkstarradio.com, on MSN Messenger, talkstarradio at hotmail.com, and our websites, www.xzoneradio.com and www.xzonetv.com. Today is Friday, November the 20th. Wow, the month is really flying by. And on this date in history, in 1620, the very first baby was born to the pilgrims who arrived aboard the Mayflower. In 1888, the first punch-in-time clock was invented. On this date, in 1914, the U.S. government began requiring photos on passports. And on this date, in 1971, hunting from airplanes was made illegal. Now that makes a lot of sense, and it took them all those years to figure that out. If you're celebrating your birthday today, from everyone here at the Exxon Radio Show, and our good friends at the Talkstar Radio Network and our other affiliates, to you, a very happy birthday. You're celebrating your birthday along with Dirks Bentley, who is a country singer, and Josh Turner. Uh, Let's see, Dirks turns 34 and Josh turns 31. 
pianist, composer, nice guy. Jim Brickman turns 48 today. Bo Derek, wow. There you go. There's a nice memory for you. 53 today. Guitarist Joe Walsh turns 62. Wow. Norman Greenbaum turns 64. Talk about the spirit in the sky. And Dick Smothers. Now, here's another one. He's the one that Mom always liked best, by the way. He turns 70 today. On uh, tonight's show, we've got some very interesting guests, as we always do. My first guest is a good friend of the Exxon, Jim Mars. We're going to be talking to Jim in a few minutes about his new book, The Sisterhood of the Rose. Nick Redford will be joining me later on, Philip Smith. And who knows who's going to drop in in drop-in hour tonight, because it is Friday. And on Friday, we just like to open the door. We invite five or six different guests, and whoever knocks on that door first gets to open the door, and guess what the prize is? Us. one 877 is toll-free, 1-800-610-7035. Jim Mars is my guest this hour. As I said, Exonation, he's got a brand new book out called The Sisterhood of the Rose, The, Re- uh, the Recollections of Celeste Levesque. And, uh, you know, I've got a lot of respect for Whitley Strieber, and he wrote a very nice... Uh, um, little bit on on Jim's book on the back, and here it is here. Uh, World War II, as you've never seen it before, this brilliant, bone-chilling journey into the alternative history will enthrall you, will frighten you, and in the end, will make you wonder what really happened and who really won. From the Wall Street uh, Journal, think you know what's going on? You don't. Entertaining, jaw-dropping. And here's some more praises for uh, Jim's book. This is from the Dallas Observer. Jim Mars can't be ignored. Few in this country uh, shout about the truth louder than he does. And isn't that the truth? When I return from this uh, two-minute commercial break, Jim Mars will be joining us, talking to us about his new book, The Sisterhood of the Rose. His website is www.jimmars.com. Before we go to a commercial break, don't forget, Exxon Nation, that this Friday, uh, this Saturday and Sunday, the 21st and 22nd of November. Jim uh, Russell Targ, the father of remote viewing, will be in Toronto. He'll be doing two one-day workshops, and they're going to be held at the Quality Hotel in Toronto, Bloor and Young Street. Reservations are going fast. I don't know how many reservations Paul LaFulture at Vision Quest has left. Give him a call at 519-449-2444. That's area code 519-449-2444. In case you missed uh, my interview with Russell this week, he's the physicist and author who was a pioneer in the development of the laser and laser applications and was co-founder of the Stanford Research Institute's Investigation into Psychic Abilities. That was in the 70s, and in the 80s, he was with the CIA on the remote viewing project. Coming up next, when we return in two minutes, that's two minutes flat, Our special guest is Jim Mars. We're going to be talking about his new book that is out, entitled The Sisterhood of the Rose. My name's Rob McConnell, and this is the X-Zone, that place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard, Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern, right here on Talkstar and our growing list of affiliates around the world. Modern Esoteric, Beyond Our Senses by Brad Olson, consummates the lifeology story about where humanity originates. It is the lost continents, the primitive wisdom, the mythos of creation, and the rethinking of ancient history as we are taught in academia. 
there is much more to the story than what we have been told. As this is the first book in the esoteric series, modern esoteric starts at the beginning of time and accelerates up to this modern age. Future Esoteric is book two in the series and takes a forward-looking position ahead of today with an open and honest examination of the ET issue and various unexplained phenomena. To discover the writings of author Brad Olson, visit www.bradolson.com. That's www.bradolson.com. Named one of the world's greatest psychics, Elizabeth Joyce is now giving readings worldwide via Skype. Elizabeth Joyce is recognized for her clairvoyant ability to help find missing persons, her analysis of dreams, past life regression work, mediumship, and her accurate predictions. Elizabeth has been a frequent guest on the Exxon radio show with yours truly, Rob McConnell, now for several years. For an appointment with Elizabeth Joyce, call 201-934-8986 or Skype at elizabeth.joyce. And for more information, you can always visit Elizabeth Joyce online at www.new-visions.com. disease that you would like to alleviate through a natural means? Have you been contacted by angels, ghosts, or even extraterrestrials and want to validate these experiences? Or would you simply like to speak with someone who can help you find your life's purpose? I'm Dr. Joseph Mara, and I'm offering my services free of charge for first-time clients contacting me during the month of April. These free consultations include angel card readings, guided meditations, life coaching, and energy healing. If you have always wanted to explore these types of experiences but were skeptical or simply could not afford them, then take advantage of this free special offer. Contact me through my website, a guiding light spelled L-I-T-E dot com, to schedule your consultation today. Until then, I offer you love, light, and laughter. Welcome back to the Exxon, everyone. My special guest this hour is a good friend of the Exxon, Jim Mars. We're talking to Jim about his new book, The Sisterhood of the Rose, The Recollections of Celeste Levesque. And Jim, welcome back to the Exxon. Congratulations on another job well done. Well, thank you, Rob, and it's always a pleasure to be with you. Jim, what was your inspiration for writing this book? And uh, I'm telling you, you've raised a lot of eyebrows and have a lot of people wondering what the truth really is, as you usually do. <laughs> right. Well, uh, uh, the subtitle is The Recollections of Celeste Levesque, and uh, I met Celeste Levesque uh, in uh, about 1991, and she began to tell me 
this story. Uh, and it seems that back in the 80s, she had had a near-death experience. And after that, she began to have this uh, conscious recall of what she felt like was a past life experience, a past life that took place during World War II. Uh, and uh, she was uh, fighting the Nazis over in Europe uh, and using a code name, Velva Violet. And uh, for years, I kept hearing this story, and uh, we tried to do some checking. She did a lot of work trying to see what she could verify uh, about uh, uh, the events that she remembered. And she found some evidence and then found none. And uh, But what's really fascinating to me, Rob, is that there are now about 15 people that I've run across uh the bulk of which she introduced me to. These are separate individuals, mm -hmm. and yet they all say they have some kind of vague recollection of uh, of the same story. Uh, and it's about how that this woman, uh, Giselle Tchaikovsky, um, created a secret society of women uh, to help win World War II. So after a while, I finally thought, well, you know, I don't know how much of this I could actually prove mm -hmm. and how much I can't, but it's a damn good story, and I'm going to put it down. And so that's how the Sister of the Rose came to be. There's uh, there's there's quite a bit of symbolism in the Sisterhood of, of the Rose, and um, the right. What What's the mysterious skull of fate? <laughs> well, that one that one I embellished a little bit. Uh, she did recall that they had found this crystal skull, mm -hmm. and as you and your listeners are probably well aware of, there's like three or four extant in the world today. So if there's three or four, you know, chances are there could be another one. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and they, they're very mysterious. Uh, the one in the British Museum, uh, the scientists have said they found evidence of uh, machining, okay? Mm -hmm that some sort of machine was used to craft this thing, and yet it's been dated uh, like 3,000 years old. And so uh, there, there's a lot of mystery to it, and a lot of people who are into the metaphysical claim that uh, one or more of these skulls uh, have, it can increase psychic power, uh, has some sort of energy mm -hmm. field to it that, that people can uh, recognize. And so uh, in the sisterhood, we have the skull of fate, that uh, whoever possesses it uh, possesses uh, a great innate power that can be used for either good or evil. And, of course, that's the start of the whole story when they discover this skull uh, in South America, or actually Central America, in what is now uh, the Yucatan, um, and it's stolen. There's a, an attack on their camp, and the skull ends up in the hands of De Fuhrer, Adolf Hitler. Now he was and right. So, he was right into the 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 paranormal, mystical, uh, psychical, psychic realm. Well, uh, you know, <laughs> as a young man, brought up in the '50s, '60s, when you know we had to. Uh, out-achieved the Soviets mm -hmm. in space exploration, and all of the emphasis in education and in popular culture was on science. And so I'm very science-orientated, 
And when I first heard about psychic ability, I, like many people, kind of brushed it off. Yeah. Said, well, that's just woo-woo stuff for the, for the credulous. But then, um, back in the early 90s, at the same time that I was learning about Celeste's story, I stumbled across the story of the Army's remote viewing unit, which I'm sure you and your listeners are sure. pretty familiar with yeah. now. Uh, and in fact, that's one of the one of my biggest gripes is that uh, I uh, uh, was working with David Morehouse, mm-hmm. Ed Dames, yeah. uh, Mel Riley. Uh, I met most and talked with most of the uh, remote viewers. Interviewed uh, Ingo Swan. Uh, to my great dismay, I was never able to catch up with uh, Russell Targ until later years. Uh, but then uh, other people uh, that were involved in the military remote viewing. And uh, after I did that investigation and then tried it myself and was tested on remote viewing, I realized that there there is a reality there. Mm-hmm. So, so do, you know what? We're, we were talking a few seconds ago about... Um, about crystal skulls, and it makes sense that there is something scientific and metaphysical about crystal skulls, because remember when we were kids, Jim, uh, the little crystal radio sets we'd make? Yeah. You know, there's yeah. a perfect example on how the crystal would be able to bring in radio free uh, radio waves and frequencies so that you could right. hear them. So Which if, is a very low, very low radio frequency. Exactly. You know? So you can imagine what's going on at higher frequencies. Mm-hmm. So it makes a lot of sense that, uh, you know, the, the crystal skull connection, the remote viewing connection, I, I can see perfectly. Uh, wasn't Hitler also supposed to be looking for the, the lance, or he had the lance that apparently uh, the centurion, or not, right. spirit, the, the lance, spear the, of, uh, the, the spear of death, the spear of Christ? Uh, this, well, they, it's actually the spear of Lung, Longinus. Uh, who, uh, according to the legend, was a Roman soldier uh, who was there at the crucifixion mm-hmm. and uh, plunged his spear into the side of Jesus. Uh, and interestingly enough, this was not uh, a mean, vicious act. Uh, he did that, uh, according to the legend, to try to spare uh, Jesus the agony on the cross. Uh, in other words, put him out of his misery very mm-hmm. fast. But uh, that spear point, of course, became a holy relic, and there's just been all kinds of legends uh, and things passed down to history. Reportedly, uh, this spear point still exists and is in the Hoffman Museum in uh, Vienna, but uh, there are others, uh, particularly people with some connections to the Hitler's Third Reich, who claim that that's just a replica and that the real one uh, may still be hidden away and, and in the hands of, uh, of uh, more modern national socialists, which, of course, the acronym for national socialism is Nazi. Jim Mars is my special guest. We're talking about uh, Jim's uh, new book. It's called The Sisterhood of the Rose, The Recollections of Celeste Levesque. Visit Jim's website at www.jimmars.com. Jim, this is your first novel, uh, why did you decide to write a novel? Because usually, right. you're, you're, you know, you're, you're a conspiracy author. <coughs> Correct. 
Uh, all of my half books have been uh, nonfiction. Mm-hmm. I heard a great definition. You know the difference between fiction and nonfiction? Uh, married and single? Uh, fiction has to make sense. Ah, that's right. <laughs> Very good. But but in the real world, sometimes things just don't make any sense at all. But uh, to uh, answer your question, I just found Celeste's story so interesting and and such a rollicking read. That and, but yet, uh, you know, there were so many aspects of it I could not nail down. I could not footnote and say here we know this because of this. And so I decided to put it in the form of a novel. Mm-hmm. which I call faction, okay? It's fact-based fiction. Uh, and so much of the things in Sisterhood of the Rose are based on fact, and yet some of it just sounds outrageous. Ian Fleming, for example, who was the, uh, a British uh, intelligence agent during World War II, and then went on to write the famous James Bond novels. And uh, he was the father of James Bond. Mm -hmm. And he actually was peripherally involved in the plot that enticed Hitler's deputy, uh, Rudolf Hess, to fly to England in an effort to try to secure a peace between Germany and England uh, in 1941. And... um, there is so much to that, and, and that has been uh, investigated and documented. Uh, and so I put that in there. And we have uh, Giselle meeting Ian Fleming, and they arrange to meet with Hess's astrologers, and they assure them that the time is propitious and that they need to go and convince their uh, boss. Rudolf Hess, that the time has come for him to fly to England and uh, make an astounding peace between Germany and England right there uh, near the height of World War II. So that's absolutely fact. Uh, And in fact, it it came down to, uh, in the history books and in the documentation, to a certain French astrologer, okay, who helped Mm -hmm. propel the plot along, and dig as I could, I could never find out whether this French astrologer uh, was a man or a woman or what the, the astrologer's identity was. So I made it to our character, uh, Giselle Tchaikovsky. Uh, just uh, various things like that. Uh, Jim, Giselle we've got to take our commercial break with the news at the bottom of the hour. Okay. Sorry for cutting you off, my friend. Jim Mars is my special guest. Another great book from Jim. It's entitled The Sisterhood of the Rose, the collection of Celeste Levesque. And this is one book we're going to be putting on the X-Zone suggested Christmas list here at www.xzoneradio.com. Jim Mars, a special guest all the time whenever he joins us here on the X-Zone. His website is www.jimmars.com, J-I-M-M-A-R-R-S. My name is Rob McConnell. You're listening to the Exxon Radio Show live and around the world from our studios in Hamilton, Ontario, Canada. Are you considering calling a psychic to read your situation? Then consider David Champion, a psychic medium for more than 20 years with thousands of readings under his belt. David Champion will make you feel comfortable. 
He has proven to be honest and accurate. He's a straight shooter. There's no guesswork. What he sees is what you get. While he is a medium, most of the calls focus on relationships. Not only love, but work, school, neighbors, and more. Need help with finding a job and preparing for the interview? Are you dealing with people who are obstacles in your path? For more information, go to davidchampion.com, $1.50 per minute, paid by credit card, with a minimum of 30 minutes. For your reading with David Champion, call 1-877-702-8598. That's 1-877-702-8598. Now you can dial in to listen to the Exxon Radio Show from anywhere in the world with Rob McConnell 24-7, 365 by dialing 213-401-0080. That's 213-401-0080. If you have a mobile phone or landline, the Exxon Radio Show with Rob McConnell is now at your beck and call at 213-401-0080. That's 213-401-0080, 24-7. 365. My name is Michael Telstar, Canada's leading mentalist from Toronto, Ontario. Hi, my name is Blinda, and you're listening to my dad, Ron McConnell, on the Exxon. This is Psychic Dorothy from St. Catharines, and you're listening to Rob McConnell. Hello, my name is Holly Reeves, an astrologer from astro for You, and you're listening to Canada's number one paranormal radio show, The X-Zone, with Rob McConnell. Welcome to The X-Zone, a place where fact is fiction and fiction is reality. Now, here's your host, Rob McConnell. Back to the X-Zone, everyone. My name is Rob McConnell. My special guest this hour is Jim Mars, and uh, Jim has a brand new book out. It's entitled The Sisterhood of the Rose, The Recollections of Celeste Levesque. It's available at fine bookstores everywhere. I'm sure it's available on Barnes & Noble, Amazon.com, and uh, where else, Jim, can we get a hold of your book? Um, well, my website's kind of under construction at the moment, mm. but I think you could probably order a copy off there, but probably the best thing to do and uh, since they're just, I mean, we're, we're talking brand new, fresh mm, off the press. I here. know. They they, they just uh, hit the bookshelves like probably a midweek. So the best thing would probably be to go to your local bookstore. Or, of course, you can always order off Amazon. They're great people. And it's, uh, like I said, we're going to be putting your book, uh, Jim, if you don't mind, on our suggested uh, Christmas gift list here at the Exxon. Oh, that's great. I think I think, uh, I think it would make a, a good 
Christmas gift for because uh, it's. I think it will appeal to a wide swath of people. Uh, not only people mm-hmm. are interested in the metaphysical, uh, trying to bring the feminine and masculine aspects of this world back into balance, but also pe- uh, students of World War II uh, who probably would be astounded to find out that when Hitler attacked uh, Russia in July of uh, 19 and June of 1941 um it, it wasn't just that he woke up one morning and says i think i'll attack russia uh it was a uh, preemptive strike so, uh, stalin was fixing to attack uh europe mm-hmm. and would have probably overrun europe because he had amassed 22,000 tanks uh hitler only had 3,000 tanks so they about the only way you could have stopped that huge communist juggernaut uh, was to strike first, and that's what he did. And this answers a big question I'd had all my life, being a kind of a lay student of World War II, was how was it that the Nazis were able to launch Operation Barbarossa in June of 41, and just crash through the Russian lines and, and circle, encircle whole armies and whole divisions and just... You know, they just ran rampant. Wow, how were they able to do that? Could the Russians not fight very well? Did they not have very good equipment? They had great equipment, and they had millions of men. But they were in a offensive positions. They were getting ready to jump off for their attack. They were not in defensive positions, so they weren't able to withstand the uh, uh, attack of the Germans. Uh, let, let, me ask you, a, let me ask you this hypothetical question, Jim. What do you think would have happened if the Russians would have been successful? Well, we would have, we would have had a probably instead of a cold war, we would have had a hot war, and it would have been the United States and Britain and uh, all the other Allied nations mm-hmm. trying to fight a uh, a unified uh, communist Europe to include all of Russia, which would have you know would have had a uh, whole different outcome probably than World War II. Speaking, uh, you know, Jim, you're, you're a student of history. You, uh, you're one of the top writers when it comes to conspiracy theories. In, in my book, you are the top. Um, Got to ask you a question. 2012, what's your take on it? December 21st, 2012. Is it the end of the world? Uh... If you mean is the world going to blow up yeah. or, you know, we're going to be hit by a comet or a solar flare and everybody wiped out, uh, I have seen the new movie, and it's uh, it's a great special effects movie. Yeah. You know, the whole world <laughs> is either blown away mm-hmm. or, or goes underwater. Nah, I don't really think uh, that's going to happen. Of course, you know, I mean, we're always in line for an asteroid strike solar flare. Mm-hmm. Uh, these things have happened, but uh, but uh, the odds are that it's not going to happen anytime soon. If it does, uh, there's no sense worrying about it, right, Rob? Exactly. <laughs> I mean, exactly. I mean if, a, if a solar flare comes along and incinerates the Earth, eh, what are we going to do about it, right? Might as well just not worry about that. You know, my dad, uh, my dad, God bless him, who's in his 80s now, and thank the good Lord he's still around to share his wisdom, says, live every day as if it was your last. That's a that's a perfect uh, a perfect philosophy. Yeah. Now, as to what would might be going to happen on 2012, there is a lot of interesting things going on. And uh, for one thing, if if it was just the Mayan calendar, uh, which ends in December 21st, uh, 2012, I, you know, I'd 
I'd say, oh, well, those poor old Indians, no telling what they were smoking. Uh, <laughs> but, but it's... But it's not just the Mayans. Yeah. It's the uh, the uh, Nostradamus, mm-hmm. Mother Shipton, um, the uh, uh, the Aborigines in uh, Australia, and uh, a whole raft of others: the Kabbalists, the Egyptians, the Essenes, Quero elders of Peru, the Navajos, the Cherokees. Yes, but we, but, but what you're talking about are are, are societies and cultures that had a very high respect for astronomy exactly, and the stars. So is it possible, Jim, and, and you know, this, this is strictly hypothetical, is it possible that with their ancient knowledge of astronomy that they were actually able to figure out that there was going to be a galactic uh, meeting or a galactic... Well, I think, yeah, I think they knew that, the, that there was going to be a progression and mm-hmm. that the, the progression is in any cycle, you know, finally cycles around and it comes to the to the uh, the alignment, the, the, yeah, the alignment, the the end of the cycle, and when the science does tell us that on um, winter solstice of uh, 2012, our sun comes into direct alignment with the center of the galaxy. Now, what's really fascinating to me is is that uh, scientists also tell us that they've been receiving radio signals out of the center of the galaxy. Uh, and even the National Geographic, which is not exactly your most far-out radical rag, uh, they raise the question, could this be from an intelligent source? Mm-hmm. So I think there's fixing to be some really interesting things take place. In fact, I will say this. I think that um, about mid-2013, uh, Rob, you and I will be able to say to each other, you know, we're not living in the same world that we were living in in 2009. Just like right now, you and I can agree, we're not living in the same world we were living in uh, in pre-9-11-2001, Definitely. right? Exactly. So, yeah, I think there's going to be some uh, very exciting and, and uh, some may perhaps even perturbing things taking place, but I think... T- 2013-2014, for the most part, we'll all be here. Jim Mars is our special guest. We're talking to Jim, uh, who is a very good friend of the Exxon. His website is jimmars.com. He's got a brand new book out. It's called The Sisterhood of the Rose. It's going to be on the Zone suggested uh, Christmas shopping list. And we're going to be, uh, apparently, my producers are telling me it's going online December the 1st. And we'll, it's going to be, what is it? xzonechristmaslist.com Okay, there you go. Thanks very much, guys. 1-877-528-8255 And we're coming to you live on Talkstar Radio Network, America Talk Network, Rogers Media International, RRTV, VRR, and Media for Law Enforcement Officers International. And uh, speaking about law enforcement, Jim, this weekend is the uh, anniversary of the assassination of uh, President Kennedy, and I understand you're going to be in Dallas for that. Right. I'll be, I'll be at the Lancer Conference in Dallas over the weekend. And, uh, it, it, every year around the end of November, it, uh, we all, mm-hmm. uh, certainly the media prompts us, and we all stop to recall that the 35th President of the United States uh, uh-huh. was also the youngest president we've uh-huh. had, uh, was assassinated in Dallas. 
Uh, unfortunately, um, that's about the only thing everybody can agree on. Mm-hmm. Uh, the government, of course, with a hand-picked uh, uh, panel uh, selected by his successor, Lyndon Johnson, uh, determined mm-hmm. in mid-1964 uh, that uh, the whole thing was the result of a uh, loner, kind of a nut, yeah. uh, Lee Harvey Oswald. But uh, unfortunately, his uh, Lee's mother always told me, she said, you know, I could accept the fact that my son shot the president if they would prove it to me. But they never proved it to her, and frankly, they never proved it to me. So, so, so what do you uh, think actually happened, Jim, as a conspiracy well, theorist? All right, well, of course, here's the problem, Rob. I, I could bore you and your audience for about the next two days <laughs> with just an ongoing outpouring of uh, anecdotes and evidence and Jim you're ta- Jim Jim you're talking to the Exxon Nation you could never bore us <laughs> and at the end of it you go oh I see what you're saying okay or I can just tell you 25 words or less or probably more what happened so mm-hmm. that's what I'm going to do but I'm not asking for anybody's belief okay just listen to what I'm saying and then go do your own research and see if you don't come to the same conclusion John F. Kennedy was killed in a military-style ambush in Dealey Plaza. There were probably uh, at least two gunmen, probably, most probably three, because that standard military uh, ambush, triangulation of fire. Uh, There was at least four or five shots fired, Mm -hmm. making it impossible for Lee Harvey Oswald to have been the lone assassin. In fact, one fact alone absolves Oswald. What's that? We are told he had a wartime Italian war rifle. The Manlicher Carcano was a 6.5 millimeter rifle. Mm -hmm. It is not a high velocity rifle. And yet the official story, official autopsy, the official version that we're still getting is that Kennedy was killed with a high velocity rifle round. Well, Oswald did not have a high-velocity rifle, so that alone says he didn't do the shooting. But then, of course, there's the messed-up autopsy, uh, the controversy, claim and counterclaim, mm-hmm. and uh, he was killed because he was trying to uh, take steps to return the power in this country to the people. Uh, he, was, he was raised in a rich family, but he was the best educated president we ever had. And since he never had to worry about scrambling for a buck, he was able to be pretty altruistic and say, well, let's, let's do what's good for the people. And what that meant was uh, ending and withdrawing from Vietnam, no Vietnam War, mm-hmm. issuing our own interest-free money. The only other president that tried that was Abraham Lincoln, when he issued greenbacks to finance the war between the states. And, Rob, I don't think it's sheer coincidence that both of those men were shot in the head in public. Neither do I. Uh, He uh, also was trying to curtail the power of the international corporations, uh, which was stepping on the toes of the Nazis that were brought over here under paperclip after the war and had created a huge corporate empire in uh, in league with uh, Wall Street and the city of London. Uh, so he, he was just doing all kinds of things. In fact, 
there is a document that is somewhat controversial, but I think it's real because it dovetails with a known document of that same date, which is November the 11th, 1963, when he sends a memorandum to the head of the CIA ordering them to turn over uh, all of their files on UFOs to the White House, which would have been tantamount to making all this public because the White House, you know, leaks like a sieve all the time. And, yeah, just ask uh, Bill Clinton. He'll tell you about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, all of that collectively, uh, he, man, and of course his brother is head of, uh, was Bobby Kennedy, and attorney he was General, the yeah. attorney general, and he had an organized crime task force, and he was prosecuting organized crime like never before since. And in fact, I had a member of the Kennedy family tell me one time that if the uh, Kennedys had continued their war against uh, the mafia, that they would have broken the back of organized crime in this country. So just think what kind of nation we might have today if there were no organized crime. So all of this collectively was motive enough for people to move against him, and uh, they just did it in Dallas and laid on a cover story. Oswald did it all by himself, and uh, that's their story, and they're going to stick to it, <laughs> even though the evidence flies in the face of it. Jim Mars, please stand by. We have to take our final break for this hour. Always great having you with us, Jim. Jim's new book is entitled The Sisterhood of the Rose, The Recollections of Celeste Levesque. And I'd also like to thank the good people at disinformation for uh, helping make this interview possible with Jim. 1-800-610-7035 is the toll-free number, as well as 1-877-528-8255. This is the Exxon on the Talkstar Radio Network, America Talk Network, Rogers Media International, RRTV, VRRR, and Media for International Law Enforcement Officers. We'll be back on the other side of this break, continuing talking to our good friend Jim Mars as the Exxon continues right here on Talkstar. extreme weather event or terrorist act, it becomes increasingly obvious that we live in uncertain and challenging times. We all buy car insurance. Why not collapse and catastrophe insurance? Matthew Stein, an MIT-trained engineer and green builder, has written two outstanding books to help people prepare, plan for, and deal with everything from minor situations lasting a few days to full-on collapse. Matt's first book, When Technology Fails, is a manual for self-reliance, sustainable living, and surviving the long emergency. This massive book covers the gamut from first aid and emergency preparedness to alternative healing, renewable energy, primitive living skills, and 18th century technologies that could be critical to your comfort and survival in a long-lasting crisis. Matt's second book, When Disaster Strikes, is a comprehensive emergency preparedness handbook and survival guide. When Disaster Strikes is an essential item for every family's go-bag, both books are available at all usual sources. 
There's a wealth of totally free information posted at whentechfails.com and author signed copies may be purchased at mattstein.com. That's www.whentechfails.com and www.mattstein.com. Rob McConnell here, presenting an overview for Nicholas Paul Jinnix, author of a fascinating book, Amen. It presents facts revealed by Egyptologists, facts that enable us to understand why Amen is the beginning of creation of God. It provides recommendations for religious leaders of the major religions to unify their beliefs and teach the word of God, love one another. Amen informs people how mankind conceived God, it was the Egyptians that developed the concepts of a soul, a hereafter, and son of God. And finally, after the worship of many gods, they conceived the belief in one universal God, the maker of all there is. For more information, visit www.futureofgodamen.com. That's www.futureofgodamen.com. such as she was, such as she would become, has become, and I, and for this occasion, let me change that to what she will become. All this will not be finished in the first 100 days, nor will it be finished in the first 1,000 days, nor in the life of this administration nor even perhaps in our lifetime on this planet. But let us begin. The energy, the faith, the devotion which we bring to this endeavor 
will light our country and all who serve it. And the glow from that fire can truly light the world. And so, my fellow Americans, ask not what your country can do for you, ask what you can do for your country. An excellent tribute to President John F. Kennedy. Jim Myers, I want to thank you so much for sharing your time with us here tonight. Congratulations on another great book, The Sisterhood of the Rose, The Recollections of Celeste Levesque, available at Amazon.com. Brand new, hot off the presses. Jim, thank you for joining us tonight. Take care of yourself, my friend, and I look forward to the next time when you and I meet here in the X-Zone. Sounds good, and I look forward to speaking with you again, Rob. And uh, if we don't speak before, I, I wish you and all your listeners a, a really happy and pleasant Christmas time, New Year's holidays. Jim Mars, thanks very much for joining us. When we come back from this commercial break with the news at the top of the hour at six and a half minutes past, Nick Redfern is my guest. We're going to be talking to Nick about his new book entitled Contactees. My name is Rob McConnell, and this is The Exxon, a place where people dare to believe and dare to be heard Monday through Friday from 10 p.m. Eastern until 2 a.m. Eastern on the Talkstar Radio Network and our growing worldwide affiliates. Look around. 